Hi. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, post-nuclear podcast, episode 146. I'm your host, Vince. And I'm your poofy host, Olive. I've got these new earrings, and they're poof balls, and I love them. How are you? What's new? Still thriving, honestly. Yeah? Yeah, I'm doing great. I've, like, finally settled into my work schedule, and I'm just doing real good. Had a really good week. I fucking beamed a kid at work the other day. Oh, just are you talking f- about the, the shoe thing? Yeah, just oh. fucking killed it. He's, not, he's alive and well, but there were some shoes, and I th- went to throw them, and uh, they slipped out of my hand, and uh, I forgot that Italians, shoes are a deadly weapon, mm. and I didn't realize my own strength. Dude, guy had glasses on. They bopped him in the face and sliced open his eyebrow, and he was just oh. pouring blood. Yeah, poor bastard. Poor kid, dude. He was just. He was. <laughs> I I was trying not to cry. I was like, I just heard another human. <laughs> like I was trying Aww. to like not freak out, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, buddy, it's okay. Like like I I instantly went into like caregiver mode. I was like, I was mm-hmm. like, you, you just you, you got to let me see it. And like he didn't get stitches or anything, but still, like it was just a fucking <laughs> still like a scary thing. Like, it's yeah, spooky. yeah. What's new? What else is going on? Sorry, that just you said work, and that made me think of that when I destroyed that kid's um, glasses. Not too much. I am feeling fine, fresh, femme. Um, I make coffee. That's what I do. Cool. And also, the texture of my hair has been getting really nice because of like summer weather. I'm just a biological woman over here. That this might be the most boring intro we've ever had. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit low energy. If I'm being yeah. honest, yeah. So we're talking about low energy. I want to apologize for not streaming. Um, mm. I just it there. It's been a lot lately. Yeah, uh, I'm like technically switching jobs and shit, and um, I was trying to stream like five days a week, and now um, that's availability that's not there anymore yeah so i want to get back to it but uh you know did you see these these pictures of the of the sonic movie no what they're they what, started what, what there's new sonic pictures yeah they uh, uh let me see if i can find you the picture because papa sent it to me um there is a there's filming being done right now and i want to say san francisco San Francisco. Um, motherfucking. Oh, dude, I can't wait for you to see this. Tails and and Knuckles are in it. So I'm going to send you these pictures of the of the new Sonic movie. Mm. They're in Host Lounge. Uh, I think it takes place in San Francisco, like I said. But they're using props to, to stand in for, like, the actual characters. So I guess they can talk to them. Right. And there's a dude setting up a Sonic of Knuckles and a Tails. And Knuckles looks fucking rad. And I don't Knuckles know who does look pretty rad. It looks so good. And I don't know who they're going to get. Even his little sneaky sneakers look good. And I don't know who they're going to get to voice Knuckles. Who would Pop- be the best voice for Knuckles? Pop and I were joking that it was going to be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking hate the Rock as an actor. Uh, but I, I also like wouldn't be surprised if it was Kevin Hart. 
Who do you think would voice Tails? Oh, it's it's uh spoiler alert if you haven't seen Sonic from 2019. It's the last movie I saw in theaters. It's the voice a- it's the voice actor from the video game. She's in the the Ooh. after credit scene. So hopefully she gets the role. Yeah, I would hope so. But I don't know who has who has Knuckles' part. Um I think Knuckles is supposed to be a black dude. Like I think the echidna culture was based off of Jamaica. Mm. Um I just hope if Knuckles is in this, they have a reference to Pumpkin Hill and at least like his ringtone is the Pumpkin Hill. There's I know you didn't grow up with the Sonic games, but if Papa listens to this, he's gonna be like, Yes. And if this is in if this is in San Francisco, I hope they're rolling around at the speed of sound flying down on fucking metal snowboards. Oh god. Oh my god. When I beat when I beat New Vegas on stream (laughs) When I beat New Vegas on stream, I had like an hour left before I had to get off and I was just like Sonic Adventure 2 baby I was like Sonic Adventure let's fucking go and I'm fucking smiling and, and laughing and singing uh, you should play a Sonic game for the channel <laughs> I should I should play I should that's the thing is just like I'm I'm recording an episode of Lizard Brains tomorrow that I'm gonna have to edit I'm trying to bring Lizard Brains back uh, it kind of got weird with all the moving and whatnot. I thought that would, I thought we could have a constant with it, but this is, this is enough to produce by itself. And then I have to mm-hmm. go do lizard brains and don't even get me started on a tabletop. That's just never going to happen. And then pop and I haven't really shared anything, um, other than borderlands three, but I feel like we, I've talked about that enough where it doesn't really mm-hmm. necessitate a Kyle and Vince likes on Borderlands. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we did really like, see, that's the thing too. The other thing that pop and I really liked was Godzilla versus Kong. But like, I have my own Godzilla show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't want to yeah. make like, a, a, so you didn't another... want to oversaturate your own yeah. stuff. And like, I'm going to wind up reviewing that movie eventually on lizard brains. So I didn't want to make a Kyle and Vince, you know what I mean? So right. <sighs> yeah, I'm just trying to make sure that we have enough and there's always mm-hmm. something, um, you know, you know, I do. I try to know. Uh, I know what I'm, I, I know it. What, what all I know is what I'm allowed to know, and that's all I know, you know? You know? Yeah, so, what are you sipping on? Um, coconut tea. I got this new teacup. It's white with, uh, How many? flowers on it. And it says, um, it says mother like no other on it. I don't know if that's gonna show up, but sure, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm a mother like no other. Yo, I had some real ass tacos the other day. Oh, like some real ass like like corn tortilla, two of them, cilantro, meat of choice, and onion. That was it. Some lime. That was it. Like mm-hmm. ta- like tacos the way they're supposed to be eaten. No, no white people shit. Because no white people what shit. Are you talking is- about no white people shit. Except with sour cream all the time. Okay, fine. This is the real shit. You know how close I am to Mexico? This is that all authentic. She's in the other room for me. Is that authentic? <laughs> this is the way tacos are supposed to be. No fucking bright yellow cheese. 
No fucking soured cream. Sour Three cream. ingredients. Three ingredients. Sour cream is fine. You fucking... We used to go to Taco Bell and you wouldn't get it with sour cream. Oh, I still don't get it with sour cream. I don't really care for it. Then why are you giving me a hard time about sour cream? Because sour cream is a fine thing to put on a taco. I'm not talking about what tastes... You know what else tastes good on a taco? Fucking cocaine. I'm not talking about what tastes good on a taco. I'm talking about what should be on it. What's the OG taco? I don't care about the OG taco. I want a taco that tastes delicious. But an OG taco, if made correctly, tastes delicious. What do you put on a burger? What accoutrements do you believe belong on a burger? I was having this conversation the other day. I put cheese on a burger. What's your ideal b- burgered burger? Uh, cheese, avocado, and spicy sriracha. Okay. All right. A little bit I, of salt, maybe some lime if I'm feeling like it. Okay. Uh, it goes I, well with the avocado. I think you should only ever have three things on a burger. That's it. Two most... Or I'm sorry, two, two to three. Anything more, and you're. I think you're just usually. I just it. do a burger with slices of avocado because I brown the bread with the sauce that I'm using. Brown? <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know brown bricks? Do you know the brown bricks meme? I don't think I do. Brown bricks. <laughs> I gotta show you that. No, I was watching something. The if I'm making a burger, I'm having a burger, a little bit of mayonnaise. And pickles. Gross. That's all I want. Mayo does slap, though. Little bit. Not a lot. Not, 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 not none of that fucking Miracle Whip bullshit. Fuck that. Fuck that. You gotta brown your bread in mayo. Yeah, you, I just do it with butter. I, it's just, it gets a little too, you know, a little too saturated. A little too, little too artery clogging, if you know what I mean. That mayonnaise. Your yes. distance from the mic is not proper. You're not proper. Do you want to get into this lore? It's a big one today. Tell me all about it. Did you forget about the segue once again? Two weeks in a row? Oh, boo-hoo. I don't know but, what you forget more. The segue from from what we talk about in the beginning to the to the to the to the to everything else or the lore on Monday. Hi-o. <laughs> I don't claim to be perfect. But I do claim to I do, know about I do, our Patreon. I do all of the work for you except for upload it. Mm-hmm. I chop it out and I give it to you and I tell you all the time, just upload it when you upload the episode and schedule it for Monday. But Monday comes and goes like sand in the the wind. (laughs) I'm imperfect. But people that are not imperfect are people that donate to our Patreon. If you would like to see more out of our show... You can consider donating on Patreon. It helps make this program possible. We can make it bigger and better with your help. And we have some people to thank for that. Yes. So first we have the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. 
then we have Danny. Thank you, Danny. We also have Marcus. Hey, thanks, Marcus. We have Bones Jones. Thank you, Bones Jones. And Girth Brooks. Thank you, Girth Brooks. Thank you so much, everyone. Your contributions really do make this possible. Yes. Thank you. So Vince, do you want to get into this lore? Yes. All right. So I think this is the last one. This is the last in the series that we're doing. Um, it's the last lore. <laughs> this is the last lore ever. Thanks for tuning in to 147. This is the last episode of Atomic Radio Hour. Um, <laughs> We've been canceled. <laughs> we went through all Twitter, of Twitter. Snatched yeah. our legs. <laughs> um, what was I saying? What the fuck happened? Okay, so – we were doing the – we did the protagonists of all the Fallout games. Then we did the antagonists. Uh, and then we did the DLC antagonists. And since we did Nuka World for Fallout 4 two episodes ago, that was the last one. And then we did um, the Zethan Logs, an episode – last episode. We now have to do Ulysses. It is time for the, the big dog. Um, I, I – a lot of people think he's the best. Um, and I can see why, and I think that's a valid – I don't want to say criticism. I think it's a valid opinion. I prefer Graham myself. Um, but he's an of interesting character. Variety. Yes. I think he's an interesting character. Um, he's – I wish we could know more about the tribes he, he – the tribe he comes from, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a neat feller. I'm just going to jump right into it. Yeah, let's go. I didn't play Glowson Road, so I don't know anything about it. Spoiler. So, Ulysses is a courier and a former Fumentari of Kaisar's Legion. In 2281, he was one of seven couriers hired by Victor to carry strange packages to the New Vegas Strip, but his delivery was left to the courier after Ulysses' mysterious disappearance. He serves as the main antagonist of Lonesome Road, as well as the unseen secondary antagonist of Dead Money, Honest Hearts, and Old World Blues. An experienced warrior and scout, Ulysses is a crafty, resourceful, and dangerously intelligent man who's capable of surviving even in the most hostile and inhospitable of terrains. His worldview has mainly been formed by two traumatic events in in his past. The loss of his home to Kaisar's Legion and the loss of his new home to the Courier and and the New California Republic. This is something you and I are going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Because this bothers the hell out of me. These events have made Ulysses obsessed with history and symbols and especially how individuals can impact the former and and effectively become the latter. Now, he longs for crippling both the Legion and the NCR's war effort, seeing both screw of their – both I- of them. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, just screw both of them. He wants to cripple both of them, both of their war efforts, seeing both their ideals and campaigns of expression as the wrong answer to mankind's future and to settle his score with the courier. Now, everybody praises Fallout New Vegas for it being open-ended. And for it being great. I'm, I didn't say it wasn't. But this is what bothers me. Shoot. 
it's it's you don't have a backstory. You're a courier. You could have done anything and and anything and everything, but apparently I destroys the, I destroy the divide. That doesn't make sense to me. And when I streamed New Vegas recently, there was no option for me to be like, you have the wrong number. And that really, really bothers me because the way I was playing yeah. my character, he never was at the divide. And he's like, Courier, I've seen you walk through the divide. I know it was you who destroyed this new land. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah, wrong one, man. I literally just woke up in Good Springs. I haven't ever done shit. Like, the the idea for the character of NCR Chuck was a dude who just kind of, like, futzed around until he figured something out. And once mm-hmm. he figured something out, it was just like, well, I heard you can – or tried to figure something out. He's like, I heard you can make a lot of money as a courier. Like, even part of Chuck's story wasn't even that he wanted to – he wanted to help the NCR because he felt like there was nothing else he could do. His both brothers and his dad were part of the NCR and he just wanted to fit in with them. He wouldn't have cared about the divide. Yeah. Why would he? So the twisted hairs, Ulysses was once a member of the twisted hairs, a powerful tribe of Arizona that forged an alliance with the fleeting Kaisar's Legion in 2247 and became its main scouting force during the conquest of Arizona. Ulysses was one of the most successful scouts in the Twisted Hairs, traveling vast distances in search of the enemies of both his and Kaisar's tribes. His scouting ability was supplemented by his ability to live off the land, having acute knowledge of herbal remedies and medicines. However, once the Legion's campaign ended in Arizona, Kaiser promptly rewarded their aid by breaking the alliance and betraying them. The Twisted Hairs nice. were conquered. Yeah. The Twisted Hairs were conquered and enslaved just as they had done to all the other tribes of Arizona. Their tribal identity was erased and those who resisted were crucified along the sides of I-40. They talk about it more when you get down to in in this with the white legs, but mm-hmm. one of one of Ulysses' best hollow tapes you can find is how he was talking to the white legs, like he was a translator for the white legs for, um, he was a translator for the white legs for Kaisar, and the white legs started to twist their hairs just like him in honor of him because they looked up to him more than they looked up to Kaisar because they were just mm-hmm. taking the orders from him. We're, we'll probably get into that a little more later, but I just wanted to bring that up. Can That's we take like super a- cool though that it kind of all like comes around with all the different DLCs. When you're in Zion, next time you play through Zion, you play through um, Honest Hearts, when you kill the White Legs, they all have dreads. Well, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I don't know if they all have dreads, but they have some some form of twisted hair. Vulpus in Calta's pacification of Drywells was particular pain was a particularly painful moment for Ulysses, though his dedication to Kaisar and the flag of the bull prevented his desertion. Uh, when he took the moniker of Ulysses alluding to the man who fought during the time of two flags and he had to make them one thanks to, wow okay Th- hmm. I, I never picked up on that what do you mean i never picked up on like grant 
Oh. I never picked up on that. Okay. Wow. I just I just thought like I don't know what I thought. Yeah, that's, I never I never really looked deeper into it, but that's kind of cool. Uh I I also I just I I like Ulysses. I just think he's very forced. And we'll get to that later, but Thanks to his ability and his forceful <laughs> personality, he quickly became an important, indispensable, right? Yes. Indispensable fumentari of Kaiser's Legion. Walking the waste as a nondescript and unnoticeable courier, Kaiser told him to kill no other member of this profession since, in fact, many couriers were spies for the Legion as well. In 2274, after the NCR reached Hoover Dam, Ulysses crossed the Colorado and was the first amongst the the Legion to see both the dam and NCR a nation great enough to challenge Kaiser himself returning across the Colorado river. Ulysses went back to Kaiser and spoke with him about Hoover dam and the impending Republic. The old world symbol became an object of, of obsession for Kaiser, a great symbol to focus his people on Ulysses, however, believed Hoover Dam might kill Kaiser, regardless of whether he won or not. Ulysses even witnessed Kaiser's punishment of Joshua Graham following the Legion's defeat at the first battle of Hoover Dam, cementing that Kaiser would have this dam at any cost. When you go talk to Graham and uh, he realizes that you're a courier that's come looking for him. He's like, ah, a courier come looking for me. Not the one I would have expected. Like, he, he knows. And I'm. He knows one of these days he's gonna be fucking capped. Yeah, because the Fumentari were to hunt down Graham mm-hmm. after, after, uh, the first defeat. Also, he says to you, if you meet the other courier, do not tell him of me being alive. Like he's like we, mm-hmm. he doesn't like he doesn't say it exactly like that, but he's like you can like you don't have to tell him. Like don't like don't rat me out, man. I mean like n- but not even like he doesn't say it like don't don't rat me out, man. Like don't tell my mom we were hanging out. It's more like it's more like um like you know just if you see him don't tell him like you don't Listen, have to bring just, me just up. keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> you just know? just you know be cool like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if I come up, like don't tell you know, him my cave. Yeah, don't tell him my, don't dox me, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if I've said this already, but I get all my all my lore off of Fallout to Phantom dot com. Um, now into the divide. The Ulysses, divide. the divide. Be it bear, be it bull. I take an hour and a half to talk. Um, <laughs> there Ulysses, are so many parts to this. Holy shit! We're yeah. never gonna finish this episode. <laughs> Yeah, also, no, we will. The divide. Ulysses continued to walk the waste, exploring the wasteland for Kaiser. Between 2274 and 2277, he discovered a community called the Divide, which in his own words was a nation taking its first breath, surrounded and shaped by symbols of the old world, with the potential to become a real homeland for Ulysses. Beyond that lies everything else and a second chance, a new way of thinking out of the Legion. To Ulysses' dismay, the prosperous community was discovered and annexed by the NCR, which in turn drew attention to Kaiser, 
who sent a small army to take it over. Ulysses had tentative plans to save the community, but before he could act, the courier, hired by the NCR, unintentionally brought a package from Navarro containing the active ICBM missile codes. This is where this starts to lose me. Ulysses was fascinated by the package, being a sigil of pre-war America, but also one he had never seen before. This device turned out to be a messenger of destruction. Someone activated this device, which began speaking. This, in turn, activated several of the still-active nuclear warheads left in underground silos since the Great War. The results were immediate and devastating. Buried deep beneath Hopeville and Ashton, the warheads answered the call in the only way they could – detonation the land tra- trembled as the underground detonations split the earth killing the settlers and burying both ncr companions holding the area and kaiser's legions guerrillas dispatched to cut the supply line during the divide to hoover dam again how how do i know like there's a point in in uh this dlc where you have to activate a bomb like you can't not do it. You can't get mm-hmm. to the next the next cell that you have to get to without activating the bomb. And again, it's like, what motivation did my character have to activate that to bomb? Do that, yeah. Like this is, I get it. People love this DLC. Ulysses is a neat character, but I feel like a lot of this just was kind of this forced, ham-fisted. Like you have to do this this way now. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I was playing a pacifist? What if I was playing a character that never killed anybody, that did everything with words, or sneak to get around fighting people? And now I yeah, have now. So there's no way to get around activating the bombs. No, I mean you don't. It, it blows up in the air. Mm. But still, like, what if I was just like, like, how do I know me as a character in the wasteland wouldn't just be like, that's neat, pre-war tech. Don't fuck with that and walk away. Right, also, yeah. also, this is like at the end of this DLC, you either bomb dry wells or uh, the long 15. So that means you use a nuclear warhead to bomb a, a, a group of people. And not to defend 76, but when you're nuking people in 76, nobody liked that when it first got announced. Yeah. So what is it? Do you like it or don't you like it? When a guy talks to you at fucking two miles, not even two miles an hour. When a guy talks to you at fucking point two miles an hour, talking about the bear and the bull, because he's got an interesting voice, a cool look, and a neat story. That's okay. But a non-canon mm. spinoff, you can't nuke people. Like I'm just saying, like here's these things that I see that are parallels. But because one's one was made by Obsidian, and the other one was made by Bethesda, we're not we're not allowed to criticize. We're allowed to criticize. Not, but you're not. You're not allowed to talk any shit on New Vegas. You're not allowed to say a single fucking bad thing about New Vegas. Other than the can. overworld is fucking boring. Let me tell you how much I want to walk through the desert. You ever see that meme? Preparing myself to to play Fallout New Vegas by walking down the highway for four hours. <laughs> This disaster nearly killed Ulysses, but he was saved by several medical iBots who had also been active activated when the package was turned on. He speculated that this was because they had recognized the flag of America on his back, believing him to be a pre-war U.S. soldier. 
Ulysses' life was changed that day, which showed him how a single individual could change history or erase it. As a survivor of the Divide, he held the courier responsible for the destruction of the place that he believed could have been his true home. Larger than the bear, greater than the bull. At the same time, it inspired him. In 2277, he returned to Kaisar, learning that the First Battle of Hoover Dam ended in the defeat of the Legion. In the same year, this is when he meets the White Legs, Kaisar sent Ulysses to the Great Salt Lake as an emissary to rally the White Legs against New Canaan and watch over them as they undertook Kaisar's test to cut off NCR supply lines running through Utah and destroy New Canaan, killing the... killing the still-living Joshua Graham along with it. He became their mentor. The White Legs called him Flag Bearer for the flag staff that he carried. He taught them the values of the Legion, showed them numerous supply caches and bunkers hidden across Utah, like Spanish Fork, that gave them weapons that they became known for, all the while lying about Kaisar's pride in those who had used such weapons. So he teaches them how to use those SMGs and mm-hmm. they he calls they call them storm drummers. And like Ulysses shows them how to do this and then oh, fuck. Like this part is really interesting. Ulysses yeah, like backstory shows them how to use weapons that go against the like dogma of the legion but yeah. still like claim to be allied with the legion. And he knows that if he if he assimilates them into the Legion, that they're going to lose their culture. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so fucking cool about Honest Hearts is you watch um, Graham and Daniel like say like, we have to assimilate the dead horses and the sorrows into our own tribe. And Daniel's like, yeah, but if you teach them violence, you're taking away their culture. Like Graham is doing exactly what what Ulysses did. From a different perspective, you, Graham is doing it for the sake of saying like, hey, we need to protect these people. And Daniel's like, yeah, we're going to protect them, but then they're going to be killers. Like they're hunter gatherers or they're not even, they're not even hunters. They're just gatherers. But Ulysses turns the white legs into just these like savages. Like killing machines. Yeah. Yeah. The act. Of deceit posed some problems in his mind. This is back to Ulysses. He compared himself to Vulpus in Culta, uh, the man who had betrayed his former tribe. He was an inspiring presence, but not in the way he wanted to be. The White Legs began to honor him instead of the Legion. After the plundering of New Canaan, he observed what the White Legs began. He they be. After the plundering of New Canaan, he observed that the White Legs began to braid their hair into dreadlocks, as Ulysses did. For them, it was a sign of respect for their mentor. For Ulysses, it was hollowed mockery of the ways of the ways of his destroyed tribe, the Twisted Hairs, because the significance of the braids were completely unknown to the White Legs. It's, they, they, they gentrified it, essentially. Well, they appropriated it. Okay, yeah, that's better. But even then, the braids reminded him of who he was and forced him into realizing what he had become. Shortly after the destruction of New Canaan, Ulysses finished his duties to Kaisar and left the White Legs to their own devices. He set out looking for ways to change history itself and to find ways to reawaken America, seeing it 
as having peaceful yet strong places like the Divide before its destruction, and thinking that the NCR and Kaiser's Legion had no long-term answer for the future. He returned to Wolfhorn Ranch for the time to collect his thoughts, appearing to be a successful Bighorn Rancher, and roaming sometimes as a courier. A lot of that's really cool. I really, really like that. That's really cool. But, like, fuck. In the Big Empty, sometime later, during his mission to reawaken America, he found the Big Empty. Uh, by tracking the irregular weather patterns, knowing the divide storms were caused by man and not nature. He followed this inclement weather like following a river current, leaving painted emblems matching the flag on his back in case he lost his way or as a trail for anyone who might follow, like the courier. Ulysses finally came to the crater where he found the Old World facility and the X-17 meteorological meteorological station thank you still active while there he caught up in the conflict between knight royce of the circle of steel and father elijah at some point after elijah spoke with the think tank ulysses and elijah made contact he directed the rogue elder to the sierra madre apparently knowing it would eventually become elijah's grave Ulysses then rescued Royce from the Y-17 medical facility, nursing her back to health in a nearby cave. For Christine, he learned more about the Brotherhood of Steel, uh, enough to decide that the Brotherhood was not able to forge the future he wanted to live in. In payment, Christine gave him an old recorder she had managed to repair, which he used to record logs that he scattered across the divide. Ulysses spoke with the think tank. Specific. I, can you say that word? Specifically. Specifically. Dr. Ulysses spoke to the think tank. Specifically, Dr. Klein, who recalls him as a melancholy fellow who asked a lot about history. Ulysses also spoke with Mobius. While at the Big Empty, he questioned the think tank. Who are you that... Do not know your history. This question awakened them and briefly, rem- and they briefly remembered America, the flag on Ulysses' back. Not just a flag, but a place, an idea that they had cared for once before. After this awakening, the think tank told him what still carries America's voice deep in the heart of the divide, the divide giants, nuclear missile silos scattered across the ravaged landscape, and the device still there to activate them. Whether by their own hand or Mobius, the think tank's memory of Ulysses' question was later erased to perpetuate their stay in the Big Empty. Ulysses departed, deciding to reshape the post-apocalyptic world single-handedly, much like the Courier reshaped the Divide again. again like, see what I mean? Why? See what I mean? Like, like, why? why? Like, why is that? Why is that something that needs to happen? Also, um, I, I think what I don't like about Ulysses is what I'm reading. For, as I'm reading this, I'm kind of realizing it is. I don't see the point in believing in something on this scale that is such an abstract idea. Yeah. Believing in a nation, believing in a flag, believing in something that you can kind of rally behind, he says, as he has flags behind him. But, like, it doesn't seem like something that, to me, is, like, a tangible thought. So why put so much stock into it? 
Right, yeah. Like, even someone who lives in America, in the United States, it seems like still such an abstract idea that has gotten so far away from what it originally meant to be. It was originally a refuge for people who felt like they were being oppressed, and now it's just a way to make money. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a nation of people protecting itself. Or, or, or we have these rights, we have these sovereign freedoms, and this and that, and whatever, whatever. It just feels like, how can we screw over the little man to make more money ourselves? And I think that's what and I and I get that Ulysses wouldn't understand that that's kind of what had happened to America. I guess he would understand it to a degree because I do believe he talks about greed and violence and whatnot. But that core idea there, I don't. I think again is just such an abstract idea because absolute power corrupts absolutely. Look at the NCR. Look at look at the Legion. Mm-hmm. Even if he were to start the New America in Hopeville in Asheville. How did, how does he know that it wouldn't just be another greed fest? He would get that right, power. Yeah. He would just want, he would just want a bunch of people to give him money and to just worship him as some sort of a god. And I, and I think that's, that's my number one thing that I'm realizing with Ulysses. And I'm sorry to not have this just about Laura, but just my own observation is just, he just seems like someone who has like a, he seems like someone who thinks you could make a bridge from California to Hawaii and people are telling him that's not going to work. And he's like, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. And then goes to the next person. Right. Does that make sense? No, that does make sense. Yeah. So in this is the reunion. In 2281, Ulysses was hired by Victor to carry the platinum chip to the Strips North Gate. He walked the I-15 to Prim uh, and the and the Mojave Express office just as the courier would, to receive the delivery order, and was just about to accept the job until he saw the courier's name on the list, and asked Jason, I'm sorry, Johnson Nash if the courier's name was genuine, since he thought the courier had died at the divide. Nash informed him that the courier was still alive in his desire to see the courier dead by respect of the old order of Kaiser, Ulysses said, Ulysses said, no, let courier six carry the package. Expecting the Mojave wasteland to kill the courier without having to intervene. He then left without another word. Years, years of tracking the courier proved to be fruitless and Ulysses determined the courier would ha- would have to come to him on October 19th. Okay. Uh, Ulysses broadcast a simple message intended for the courier coordinates for the canyon wreckage west of Prim and the words courier six. Ulysses wanting to destroy, wanting to destroy their new home in his reshaping of America before their eyes as the courier did for him with the divide. He made sure to host the courier Personally, the message itself is not as, is not importable by the, but the meaning is Ulysses had to be sure his words would not be lost in paper, ink, or the voices of other, others, uh, resolute the courier would walk the road. No other courier would. Ulysses lured them to the divide to walk the road ahead and see what they truly bought, brought to the divide. Do you see why this upsets me? Yeah, because why would my character do that? Like, you open this game... Like, this isn't Homestuck, where I have a family. The game is made to be open-ended. 
Like at that point, why is Can't my we're name dropping Homestuck? Who not Homestuck, not Homestuck. Sorry, Homebound or Home Earth Earthbound. Yeah, Mother. Um, my bad. It's made to be open ended. <laughs> it's made like 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 Mother. You have a story. You have a family. Like that's the whole point of it. Is you grow old and shit. Like that's the, that's the themes of it. Mm-hmm. But like this starts you off and it says Courier. When you go to pick your name. So at that point, if this is my backstory, why even have anything else? Why not just be courier? Right, yeah. Like, why is this like if this is on the wiki, I'm considering it to be somewhat canon. I'm considering mm-hmm. this to be the canon way that this is supposed to be playing out. And I know this website isn't directly affiliated with Bethesda or Fallout or anything, but you understand what I'm saying? Like right. this this is it's not 76 content. It's not maxing on the fucking East Coast. It's, 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 it's a, it's a recounting of what is in the game that came out fucking 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. this doesn't make sense to me. This, none of this makes sense to me. Why would any of this happen? Is just what I keep coming back to. I don't know. I'm really, it does really confuse me, especially because I haven't played it. So I don't really know what's going on. It just seems very different from, the format of the other DLCs. And that's what I don't like about this DLC too, is it's very just straightforward. Like when I was streaming this, somebody said like, Oh God, uh, dead money. Like, all right, this is the one that railroads you. I'm like, I guess, but I feel like lonesome road railroads you even more. Mm. Like most of Eddie's story you get here. Yeah. When, this is, this is his philosoph- philosophies, uh, Ulysses. When he returned to the Mojave from the Big Mountain, he recorded several, several entries on his philosophies, including his stance on Big Mountain, Kaiser's Legion, the White Legs, and history itself. He never intended for the courier to find them, casting them out into the divide, letting the storm spread them. He needed to get his thoughts together in one place so history might be able to hear what he thought he also i also get this feeling that he feels like he's very self-important he thinks he's the cream of the crop yeah he thinks he's the bee's knees he was also Mm -hmm. quite vocal about his ideas and shares them with the courier without invitation Ulysses does not hold as much respect for Kaisar's Legion as one would expect him to. He understands that Kaisar is the only thing holding the Legion together. Once he's gone, the Legion will regress and fall back into warring tribes. However, he still respects the Legion more than the NCR. And in his opinion, the Legion is far better than the NCR at maintaining an empire that, that it's not at war with itself. Ulysses harbors a lot of hate for the new California Republic. He implies that their spirit is similar to their flag. They are split like a two-headed bear, trying to go in different directions, but getting nowhere. He feels the NCR is too busy carving up the Mojave with how civilization should be. Uh, to see how things truly are. They rely too heavily on laws that do not hold water in the Mojave and are stretched too thin to protect their borders. In the sharpest of irony, the NCR kills people by trying to protect them and are too blind to see what it is they are creating. All things considered, the NCR and the Legion both carry old world ideas into a new world that cannot foster them and does not need them. 
New Vegas is also of importance to Ulysses, despite his disloyalty to the bear and the bull. He does not think an independent Vegas is the solution. There is no future allying with House or Yes Men, and by extension, the courier ruling New Vegas themselves. Instead, New Vegas's walls could be considered one of the fa- safest places in the Mojave, but what is but what is inside the walls of Vegas? It's what's inside the walls of Vegas that worries Ulysses. Mr. House selfishly lets the entire world burn while protecting his Las Vegas from the Great War and given another chance, he'd do it again. If anything, New Vegas is proof that House cannot let go of the old world. He propped up what was and what should have been left, and Ulysses does not want to be a part of that world. Should House remain independent for foreign influence, it is only a matter of time before his walls spread and the Mojave becomes New Vegas entirely. The lights of Vegas blind house and anyone who comes to the city making them forget themselves and what they sought to do but ulysses is not going to be bothered to make the blind see hmm. that's really so, interesting got a little bit philosophical there at the end yeah but like at the same time who the fuck are you yeah right like, who the fuck are you that, that you need, like, uh, I'm so much, dude, that's like if I came to you and just said, yo, we're switching the show up and we're just going to do this, 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 and that. Really? Whoa, what? And, and I didn't like, and you were just like, well, why, well, why, why the fuck wouldn't it be? Well, that's the way it should be. I read the lore. I do this. I do that. I edit. It should be this way. Like, you, you right. see what I mean? Like, it's fucking like. All right, buddy, get off your fucking high horse. What like this? This this reeks of a dude who lost some pussy. Like, and, like I have no other way to say it. Like his girlfriend was in the divide. She died. It's the only thing that ever made him happy. Like, you know, like this fuck is everything. Like this dude. This dude's an incel. <laughs> Ulysses is an incel. I just wish that I had her back because I deserve her. Being who I am, I had no allegiance to bear, bull, or woman. Like, fuck you, dude. Crazy. What's your fucking cool hair? <coughs> like, he's obsessed with the courier, dude. Like, he got cucked. Yeah, why is he, he got so cucked obsessed? in such a way. He got cucked in such a fucking way that he's obsessed with the courier. He's like, you took, you took my flesh sleeve from me. Ulysses, this is, this is relationships, <laughs> ironically enough. Yeah. Um, I actually want to read this from Chris, this little excerpt on, on the wiki right here from Chris Avalon before I get into it. I also have a lot of love for Ulysses and Fallout only because I like the idea of someone hunting my player for reasons of his own and then realizing and then hearing the reasons why and realizing how important even the smallest of my actions are for the people of the wasteland living or dead. Excellent point. Excellent yeah. fucking point. Well, I didn't I like the idea that there's some some beef that like I as a player didn't really have a hand in, but my my character is still responsible for. But I didn't blow up the divide. But I didn't blow up the divide. That's what I keep coming back to. Never when I ever played this have I sat there and went, what was my motivation for blowing up the divide? Why would I blow up the divide? Like I And I get that it's just like, oh, you were a courier. You brought a package. The package started to speak. The, the machine started to respond. I understand that. 
But at the same time, the way I've played almost every character wasn't that I was a courier before this started. Like, maybe I just picked up the couriering. Like, you know what I mean? started delivering packages. Why has this one got to explode real big? No, 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 not even that. Like, I almost, like, the first time I played it, like, the first time I played New Vegas, I kind of went into the, went into it with the idea of, like, I needed to make money quick. Like, I just mm. wanted some quick money. And it was like, I heard being a courier makes good money. I never rich quick scheme like and and this being a DLC like it's not an idea that is instilled from when the game starts so this actually let's see if this has it on the wiki here when did this come I'm not looking at the DLC hold on let's see when old world blues came out old world blues was released July yes 2009 no, 2011. July of 2011 for everything, right? Mm-hmm. When did Fallout New Vegas come out? Best it was 2010. 2010. It was November 2010, I want to say. That's a decade ago. Holy shit. That doesn't make me feel old. It makes me feel old. Really? Mm. Mm, career. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't November. It was November in Asia. It, oh, wow. It, it came out almost on the day the bombs dropped in Europe. It came out October 19th, 2010 in the US, right? October, mm-hmm. November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. That is nine months that you had to play this game where these ideas of you blowing something up, you being a part of this, were not introduced. Yeah, because all those other, like, things about Ulysses as, like, a character and all those little hints getting dropped don't start until you have the DLC. Yeah, like, almost, almost until, almost nine months exactly. October 19th in the U.S.? Let me just double check. July 19 on PS3. July 19, PS3, PlayStation and PC. So it took exactly nine months for that to come out. So like it, it, it feels almost like a slap in the face that this is my character. This is what I've done. This is everything. This is this. This is that. And then you, you play it. And whether it's my first character, my ninth character, my 15th character, these are the ideas that I played with. You're going to tell me that my backstory was wrong for all of them. The the character I played before NCR Chuck that I I think I streamed on on Discord was a character who woke up and was angry and just goes, okay, who's got the most power and is ready to fuck shit up? The Legion? All right, I'm with them. Just fuck because I got shot you. in the head. Because I got shot in the head trying to trying to do my job. Now everyone's gonna pay. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that person was a courier to begin with. They could have been. But I kind of like the ambiguity of not knowing whether my character was or was not. Because That's neat. You have amnesia. And that I get. But don't, like, make it like, oh, you have amnesia. Oh, you have amnesia. That's right. You have amnesia. So so everything is just plot devices that we can throw at you because of amnesia. It's neat. It's really fucking neat that you mm-hmm. don't know what your backstory is. But when you go into when you go into an RPG, 
I don't want your st- backstory story to be mo- for the most part up to you. Like more or less. Like I I understand the gripe with Fallout Three. I'm in a vault. You kind of have a similar like it's kind of laid out for you. I get that. Do I have a little bit of a bias for Fallout Three? I'll be the first person to tell you. Yeah. But when I start a Fallout Four, I have a family. I have power armor training. My wife's a fucking. My wife's a lawyer. How the fuck does she know how to get into a suit of power armor? That's well, a whole Fallout other 3, story. Your dad's a doctor. But like. You have a family. You're in a vault. Yeah, yes, but you don't you don't have a kid. You know what I mean? Like in Fall 3, you don't have a kid. You don't know how to just get into power armor because here's a free suit of power armor at the beginning of the game. There are more RPG elements in three than there are in four. Yes. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Ulysses dual obsession with the courier and the divider motivated by several factors. He's the only unmutated survivor of the disaster of the divide and because he believes it was the courier who caused the destruction of the community ulysses understands the impact a single person can have on history even if the courier is unaware of their involvement in the event furthermore ulysses demonstrates this notion that the courier several times and can be seen as the tertiary tertiary i've never seen that word spelled out antagonist did i say correctly yeah Uh, it's like second but third (laughs) (laughs) you won but you didn't i'm very tired i'm Uh, very tired of new vegas but turning down the platinum chip delivery ulysses inadvertently caused the courier to brush with benny and nearly end his life he was the one who told Father Elijah of the Madre and is therefore technically responsible for the courier being kidnapped and kept hostage. If he was Fumentari, if he was the Fumentari, Kaiser sent to teach the White Legs how to be stronger and help equip them with more effective weapons, leading to the destruction of New Canaan and the war with Zion, he finally appears in the Divide and reveals his unknown role to the courier's recent life. But that's the thing that another thing that kind of bothers me is he has all these these parts that are that help, but mm-hmm. like at least with Atlas we were talking to him the whole game, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. At least when you meet Andrew Ryan, you kindly do some shit. Like I'm trying to not ruin everything, but like for a fucking eleven, twelve, eleven plus one year old game, but still, like, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I know what you're saying. Like, it's like, and I'm ruining Bat, that third Batman movie. You don't realize that Bane is a lapdog for Talia until the last thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Talia's just there hooking up with Bruce Wayne. I don't realize that she's a bad guy, and there's nothing that that I remember because I, I watched that movie once, and I swore I'd never watch it again. But I. There's nothing that hints at Talia being a bad guy until she's just like, do you know who my father was? Like, come on. I'm evil. (sighs) Well, write your own story if you think everyone else has sucked so much. I didn't didn't say that, though. I know. I know. I'm just messing with you. Even though – here's just some notes, some fun facts. Even though Ulysses is no longer a member of Kaisar's Legion and he thinks the Legion has taken the wrong path, he still considers the Legion members to be his brothers and says Kaisar in the classical Latin pronunciation, favored by the Legion, unlike Graham who uses the – 
Anglican. Anglican? That's how you say that? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. I, I knew what it was, but I wasn't trying to say it. I wanted to say anglicized. He oh, says it, he, he says it yeah. like a white man. He says it like a white person. Yeah. Graham does. Ulysses has positive views on Graham, commenting that Graham earned his life and that no real good would come of killing him. Ulysses has a negative opinion of House, commenting that he is best left buried in the old world. His face is a unique model linked to the unique breathing mask and differing greatly from other human character models. He doesn't Hmm. blink and has a unique hairstyle and texture and is more detailed. It is explained that his unique face is actually a mask worn by Ulysses, which is unnoticeable. Oh, wow. That's neat. That's unobtainable. Yeah. His whole face is textured under the mask. That's really neat. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, it's not here exactly. It kind of says it, but it doesn't. There's several points during you walking the lonesome road um, where you can actually see him in the distance watching you. Yeah, like in the crow's nest and stuff. Yeah. If siding with NCR or killing Kaiser or killing Kaiser and having failed, don't tread on the bear. When talking to Ulysses through Eddie for the first time, he'll refer to the two-headed bear not being the first historical American symbol. And he explains the old world symbol had one head. This is a reference to the current, oh, the current real world flag of California from the bear flag revolt in 1846, which is the same as the NCR flag, but has one head and it says California Republic and not new California Republic. I read that at first as, um, the eagle. Yeah. That's like still like I mean that's kind of like basic though. Like yeah, the NCR is based on California. California, of yeah. Ulysses was originally supposed to be a companion in the base game of New Vegas but was cut for the final version of the game and changed to appear only in Lonesome Road. However, the playing cards that came with the collector's edition include Ulysses despite not uh, despite him not appearing in the base game, according to Chris Avalon, Ulysses was, was a complicated character in terms of some of the hooks into the storyline. Avalon teased Ulysses' eventual return in an interview with Lightspeed Magazine in November of 2010, saying maybe he'll come back at some point. I don't really consider that a tease, but sure. Ulysses was ultimately cut from the base game because his recorded dialogue was so large that it wouldn't fit on the disc. Wow. Wow. It's only because he takes so fucking long to talk. Because he talks like this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read that sentence over again the way he would say it. You ready? And I'm not trying to do any hyperbole. This is genuinely how I think he would do it. Ulysses was ultimately cut from the based game because his recorded dialogue was so large that he could not fit it on disc. He also does a thing where he like leaves out certain words. Mm-hmm. Um, mark of bear, mark of bull. Like he he talks like that. Um, even when compared to the second biggest companion in terms of dialogue and memory, Cass, Ulysses took up much more space because he talks too fucking long. Uh, it is. It was also late into development for the team to selectively cut down dialogue, so the team decided to scrap Ulysses from the base game altogether. 
Had the size issue been recognized earlier in development, Joshua Sawyer stated that likely he that he would have likely found a way to keep Ulysses in the game. The loss of Ulysses, Ulysses from the base game was a difficult one, as Sawyer and Avalon both felt that the game needed a companion with more sympathetic feelings to the Legion. I agree. Yeah. He's the only character intended to be a companion that ended up not being one. Wow. So here's him as a companion, which I think is neat. These are, these were his goals that he had in mind. Uh, he had to reinforce a faction reputation mechanic with Avalon thought. This is one of the key mechanics in the game. He had to react strongly to NCR and re- Legion conflicts and the courier's role in acting. He had to react strongly to NCR and Legion conflict and the courier's role in it, acting as a sounding board when possible. He had to be a Legion sympathetic character and explain Legion backstory elements since there wasn't much Legion support in the companions. Totally with you there. 100%. He, absolutely. There needs to be more Legion representation in New Vegas. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm not shitting on the game in that sense. I'm just saying I think the Legion's very interesting. I have a flag because I think they're so cool. And I just mm-hmm. – I think it it would have benefited even more if we knew more about them. He had to constantly remind the player of Hoover Dam as the focus, and his backstory incorporated that he was the Fumentari who discovered the dam and the NCR logo. Let me just double-check something. Cool. Showcase myth elements. Ulysses was a big was big about symbols and his take on the NCR flag. The Legion flag was also reflected in their champions, as viewed by Lanius as the Eastern myth in in the making. And he felt the courier could achieve the same mythological status for the West or for the Mojave. He was to complement the cool visual designs that Joshua Sawyer had included for other companions, similar to Raoul and Arcade Ganon. Ulysses would have the flag and vest changes, except it would depend on the courier's end faction alliances when completed. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so when you beat the game, you get to you choose you depending on who you pick. If you get uh there's probably a picture of this on screen. Yeah, there is combat art of it down or the concept art of it down Yeah. It's uh either the bear or the bull. Bear or bull. And uh yeah, that's Ulysses. That's a very polarizing character for me. Very um, large character. Yeah. I don't hate this game. I need to make that abundantly clear. <laughs> I don't hate this game. I like this game. Just there's decisions in this that don't make sense to me in the grand scheme of things. It, right. I it, agree. You know what I mean? So that's lore. That's lore. Home person. So for the for the third and final segment of the show, we're gonna do another we're gonna do another unboxing. Um sorry for everybody who just listens. Um, I'm going to do my best to kind of be as, as, as we'll paint you a word picture. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. What is the, what do you, what are, what do you think is the fifth, the fifth highest earning Kickstarter of all time? The fifth highest earning Kickstarter yeah. of all time. Yeah. Um, is it a movie? It's not a movie. Is it a board game? Do you want a hint? Yes. A videos, James. A video's James? Yes. I doubt that it's the, the Homestuck video's James. It's not the Homestuck video's James. Well, what kind of video's James do you have for me? I have actually a video's James console. Oh, really? Yes. 
What is that? The fifth highest crowdfunded console, or even anything that was on Kickstarter, was the Ouya. Oh, did you get an Ouya? It yes, it raised eight million five hundred and ninety six thousand four hundred and seventy five dollars U.S. Dang. The Ouya, this is, the, I get all my lore off of Wikipedia, <laughs> slash Ouya. Um, the Ouya units for Kickstarter fund, these shipped in 2013 and on, um, June 25th of 2013, it was released to the public for $100. I have an Ouya. Where'd you even get that? Uh, at a thrift store. Oh, neato. Again, dude, thrift stores out here are wild. 20 bucks. Well, cool. You got to tell me how it is. Are you going to pop that bitch open? So, yeah, there's a couple things that I, I want to talk about. I just want to – I, I kind of want to – like this was something that I remember 2014, 2015, 2016 when it came out. Um, seeing these in GameStop cheaper new than used. Huh. This was a big thing that they said that not only was every kit that you bought a console, but it was also a development kit. So anybody could learn how to – Make a game and put it on the Ouya for free. And that oh, was a big cool. thing. A big thing with it was that the games were free. That was a very big thing. That games were free or some part of the game was free to some capacity. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, they shut down the servers for this oh, sometime man. last year. Actually, let me just – in June of 2019, the Ouya shut down its, its services and accounts, making most apps on the console unusable. That sucks. So I can't even use this. Then why did you get it? I didn't know. Oh. So I just wanted to check it out because I was super curious about the whole thing. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I think the controller was great. I've taken it out of the box quick just to see everything that was in there because when I bought it, they're like, hey, you want to see what's in it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. It's got an NVIDIA Tigra 3. It's got an ARM Tegra three. Oh Tegra three. It's got an ARM Cortex A nine, uh, a GPU that's a ULP GeForce at five twenty megahertz. Uh, it's one. It's it's RAM says one gig. It's got a USB Jesus. port. It's an HDMI out. It does ten eighty and seven twenty. The this is an eight gig model. They did do a model that was up to sixteen. I think. In 2015 or 2016, they came out with that. Um, it, and it, like, runs on Jelly Bean. Yeah, it's an Android Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's not big. It's it's a neat idea. But what it essentially was was just a – it was just a, a phone you with a controller. You could turn that into, an, like, an Android streaming box. Kind of. So here's the box, right? Like here's here on the thing on the back of the box, you're not gonna be able to see it very much with the way I crop the video, but it says the little box inside this box is big dreams. And they were showing off that you could play Alien vs. Predator, Final Fantasy III, Amazing Frog, which when I was watching Game Grumps, they played Amazing Frog on there, and they had a blast, and it made me want to try Amazing Frog. Like you can get You Don't Know Jack. You know what I mean? Like, it seemed oh, promising. Wow. Like, Sonic Sonic 4 Episode 1, which I heard wasn't great. Towerfall, Shadowgun. Like, it seemed like a neat idea that even if you were just someone who was curious about gaming, you can kind of try. 
Like this, this really does seem like baby's first console in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, my girlfriend I'm wants like, to play. I'm looking at it now. I just want to like see it. My my girlfriend wants to play videos. James with me. How do I get her into something that's going to be easy? Here's a hundred dollar console. You know what I mean? So as I open the box, there's two things in it. Here's the console. This is it. That's it. This is it. It's not. It's not big whatsoever. Let me just make sure you can see this on camera. It's just a little square box. And on the back, there's USB, there's Ethernet, there's an HDMI, and there's a power source. This is the whole thing. The power button is on top. You just clickety-clack and it turns on. I haven't even plugged this into my TV yet because I found out it's a paperweight. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's technically a piece of gaming history now. I guess. The controller feels nice. I don't USB, mind the controller. You could probably use it on your computer. It's wireless. Pro- There's Bluetooth then. I don't think it's Bluetooth. It might be. It doesn't advertise Bluetooth, but like it's that's how wireless controllers work. You can probably use a Bluetooth adapter for that. Really? Mm-hmm. But like, look how the look how the you have to put batteries in it because you can't charge it, which I'm not upset about because I always thought the Xbox had a better controller because of that. But like, mm-hmm. where do you think the batteries go on this? Um, and for those, you, I, I'm showing around a bit. I'm showing all of the controller. Where do you think the 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 batteries go on this? Does it go where the seat of your palm is? Like, no, no, no. You have to take off the faceplate. Oh wait, what? Yeah, like it's a neat idea, but at the same time, it's like if I didn't watch a video on how to do this, I would have been sitting here with my thumb up my ass, going, "What?" Like this had backers like Vimeo and Twitch and Crunchyroll. You know what I mean? There was support for this. I don't even know how to mm-hmm. get this off. I'm afraid I'm going to break it. And it's not like I can go to fucking GameStop and buy another one. But like, you have to take off, and maybe I can show you, but you have to take off this faceplate here. Like, you, you have to take this thing apart. And like, I don't even know if the controller, I, I'm assuming they, there's no batteries in it, but that's it. I have a power, I have a power connector, the AC adapter, a little ethernet cord. It didn't come with an HDMI. It's not like I don't have 15 of them laying around somewhere mm-hmm. and the instruction manual. And I've yet to, I've yet to plug it in. So I, I, I just out of curiosity, I was looking up like, what do I do with it? Other than I just might have something that we can do with it. And what would that be? I can probably turn it into an emulation device. That's kind of what I wanted to do because I was watching a guy who who had a bunch of emulators and it will not emulate PS2. And I was a little upset about that uh, just because – but here's the thing. It'll emulate PS1. It'll emulate N64. It'll emulate everything Nintendo, everything Sega. It probably won't like do – Game Boy and the likes like that. Yeah, but it probably won't do Dreamcast. <laughs> Always wanted to try a couple Dreamcast games. Dreamcast. You think so? Probably. There's a Godzilla Dreamcast game that I really want to try. Like, it's neat. It's a really neat piece of history that I don't feel like a <sighs> lot of people knew about. Yeah, like, it's unfortunate that the servers, like, the official support servers have shut down on it. Because, like, then... Even if they were just, like, left in, like, like, if they were just uploaded and said, like, hey, you can make your own servers or something, like, then yeah. you'd be able to, like, have some sort of support. 
as far as I know, like people are buying these. Like I bought this for twenty dollars, right? Mm-hmm. I saw this complete on eBay going for like sixty, seventy, eighty. Really? One I saw two hundred. The most I saw sealed was like five. Who's buying that? I don't. I don't. That's the thing. I don't know. But like, it's not even like I could turn it into like a like a Netflix machine. Well, what if you can? If you can, cool. But you'd probably have to manually update everything. Mm-hmm. Which would be cool because it'd be like, oh, like they're taking Kill Bill off next week. I still have Kill Bill. Like I gotta watch it a couple more times. But like, I don't even think it. I don't even think it hooks up to the internet anymore. Well, dang. Yeah, because I was watching a video and the guy's like, I I bought a bunch of apps on here and I can't even open them because it had to be connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. He was playing a Super Nintendo emulator and that was about. It. He played like Biker Mice for Mars and that was it. So I'm going to see if anything, I can do some research and find some software for you on that thing. Please, because because here's the thing. There's nothing on N64 I want to play. I'll be honest with you. There's nothing on N64 I really want to play. Well, if I had more controllers, maybe Mario Party. Maybe. Or GameCube. Wind Waker? Uh, I don't – Zelda's not really my bag. Hmm. See, if I could get PS2 games on here, I could play The God of Wars. I could play Jack and Daxter. I can play Sly Cooper. I could play a lot of the Sony stuff that I never played growing up. I feel like with a lot of Nintendo stuff, I played it. And I'm not saying that like in a jaded way. I'm just saying I played it because a friend had it. Where I didn't play a lot of PS2 growing up. Even original Xbox shit would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Because, like, for a while, I've been wanting to get my hands on an OG Xbox just to kind of mess around. Mm. And apparently, outside of PC, that's the best place to play Psychonauts. It's an OG Xbox. Yeah. And, like, if I could emulate – like, if I could have Psychonauts on this, it'd be cool. Because it's like, oh, hey, I'm going to go away for a weekend. I could take the Ouya with me, plug it into the hotel. You know what I mean? And then you're you're sad then. Yeah. Like, it's just – it's a sad piece of gaming history that just didn't catch on. Dude, you don't know Jack? I could have had a bunch of people over and played You Don't Know Jack. Mm-hmm. And that's before Ooh. it was Jackbox. Yeah, that's before Jackbox turned into a, a, a thing. A conglomerate. A brand, if you will. Yeah. It's neat. I wish I, I wish I had footage, but like I said, I didn't plug it in once I found out it was pretty much dead in the water. Right. But maybe I'll hang on to it. Maybe it'll be worth something. Maybe there'll be a, a small community of Ouya aficionados who check r slash Ouya see if, see what's trending. That's there a fucking nowadays. great idea. I don't know why I didn't. Th- you know what's funny? I looked up if the Ouya could could emulate PS2, and and that's when I was on r slash Ouya or r slash Ouya emulation or just r slash emulation or something, and they were saying how it's not powerful enough. I just want to play San Andreas. Oh, I know you do. A mobile San Andreas machine? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Why did I open that? Hold on. Let me, let me just see. But that that I just thought was neat. I thought you'd appreciate that. I thought maybe some people who listen would appreciate mm-hmm. that. I remember just, videos that came out like back in the day about it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I remember this was supposed to be a big deal. R slash Ouya has 6,688 members. Dedicated members. And... It's it's thing says there's seven of them online currently as of this and it says Ouya is a new gaming console for the TV powered by Android helping developers help gamers. There's a bunch of moderators here. 
And there's one guy who's part of the Ouya Saviors Project. The Ouya Continuation Discord and Ouya Forums. Someone someone put up two months ago, enjoying my Ouya today, playing Amazing Frog. Oh. Like, they're... I'm... Is it possible to play floppy disk games on the Ouya? I recently saw this video by <laughs> what? There's a there's a YouTube channel that I love called LGR Lazy Game Reviews. Yeah, he does a bunch of like old tech stuff. I've been following him for a long time. He did a Goodwill series, yeah, or, like a I, thrift store series. I have um, I've been subscribed for a while too. Really? Mm-hmm. He goes. I recently saw this video which demonstrates playing games from floppy disks on an Android smartphone. Would something like this be possible on the Ouya? Specifically, I'm talking about having a USB floppy drive plugged into an Ouya. Solid, maybe. If not, like, like people are people are fucking with this. Yeah. If I if I can get it to play Doom, like it's neat. You know what? Like I'm not I'm not one for like hacking and shit. But hey, some hey, honestly, doing projects like that is a great way to learn about like technology. The Ouya Winter Game Jam of 2020. Wow. I, I think this is super neat. I, I really do. I, I just don't know. Like, I don't know what to do about it. Like, here, someone's saying using USB controllers. Hey, everyone. I ran into an issue wanting to use a USB controller, NES, SNES, and N64. I tried installing USB BT joystick center APK, but it keeps failing because it's too old. Does anyone know any updated or any other APK I could – like, people – no one responded to this feller. But, like, I, just a weird – it's just weird. There's, there's some buzz. There's a little buzz. Someone's playing Tony Hawk 1 and 2 on it because it was on the PS1. That's Ooh. one of the few things I'd want to play from the PS1. That's cool. Like, I don't have any interest in Final Fantasy. Wow, this is like, I'm looking at one now and this guy put a picture up and it says, I made a pledge just over eight years ago. I was backer 41,576 out of 63,416. A few short years later makes a decade. And it's him with his, like, Ouya that he got that's that it says thank you for believing like it's a real wow. like there's something really really sad about this that i just kind of like that it's like just nostalgic this, kind of it's it's sad it's just this weird like i saw you know what i saw i saw the saddest thing ever on on twitter what i'm gonna see if i have the picture i might put it up on screen who's texting me 17 times it's very late. It says out of the it was on it was on uh I think it was on Instagram I saw it. It's a it just says the saddest thing I've ever seen. Drew's out of the park home run ball 4.1799. On the other side of it, a Goodwill sticker for $1.99. Wow. Like that That's was somebody's sad. memory. That was yeah. that was a that was a big part of somebody's life. Was that was their first home run they hit 99. That kid was probably born in like 92, 93. Probably. 90, 89. Hit his in, first home run. In the 90s, kid. And they only they remember. But like to only think that that's, that's somebody's memory. Just like what happened to that kid? Did, did he die? I sure hope not. You know what I mean? Like and maybe it doesn't help that the people at home can't hear this. 
but we're listening to some lo-fi shit. Yeah, and it's like one of the sad. It's like a Nintendo lo-fi, and it's that really sad music from Pokemon. Yeah, I'm getting like melancholy over here. I wonder if Shane Ivers ever makes lo-fi. Oh, I wonder if he does, but I'm sure if he did, we'd be able to find it at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. Vince, do you want to tell us about social media? In the description below, there is a link to my Twitter, Olive's Twitter, the show's Twitter, also the Discord. Um, come check us out. If you've been here the whole episode, thank you. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a, give us a subscribe if you'd be so kind. Share this with a friend. Um, we have a red bubble where you can throw us a couple bucks if you'd be so kind and support us with a design that Olive and I, Olive did most of the work. I was just like, dev this. And she just makes it look nice. Um, and does most, like I said, most of the work. Uh, thank you to the Patreon. Um, I always try to say it a little different and I always feel like I'm forgetting something. Am I forgetting something? Are you forgetting anything? I don't, I don't think, think so. Saying. This has been a, this has been a Gulman Entertainment production. There's a bunch of other shows on the channel to check out. If you're listening on a podcasting app, make sure you go and check Thank us out you. on YouTube. There's a bunch of stuff there. But um, the most important thing is to join our Discord. Yes, that's where we where where we dis uh, discuss and discourse and uh, just have a grand old time. Yes, I think that's about everything. I think that's about everything. Cool. Do you have anything you want to say? Um, I don't think so, except that I'm about to have some sleepy time tea, and I'm going to go to bed. All right. Enjoy that. Mm. Be safe. Be safe, friends. I love you all. Be safe, everybody. Bye. Thanks for, Bye. Thanks for watching. I don't hate New Vegas. <laughs> it's my favorite. New Vegas best game. Bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.